So today we're going to talk about success, um, or more accurately, Shirley, um, how different people define success mm. in different ways. Interesting. Yeah, and it's it's a really really um, uh, it's a really important topic that's very close to my to my heart and my values, I suppose, and it's come up in a couple of different ways recently. And one that stands out was we, we've just started working with a new client. And it, it's come about because the conversation we had ended up with us agreeing that I would help him shrink his business. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I bet most people listening to that are going, what? What? So... Here's the thing. He he runs uh, uh, a successful business. It works. It's profitable. He has a lovely niche product. He genuinely enjoys doing what he does. He has a, a fantastic customer base that he enjoys working with. He's well-valued. They get good feedback. Um, I think I've already said it. It's profitable. Mm-hmm. It pays him, um, you know, uh, I don't know what it pays him, but it does deliver him a lifestyle that mm-hmm. he's incredibly happy with and so most people at this point would be <clears throat> biting your arm off for a business like that yeah i think you you, you could yeah you, it would be true to say that um you, you you could argue and it's it's not perfect he has challenges with suppliers he has um you know he's got challenges with staff at the moment because of current political situations uh, you know um you know he, he's he's got some guys that work for him that are ukrainian and you know, mm-hmm. that, 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 that there's some challenges there um he has had cash flow challenges in the past he's about to lose um his warehouse because the landlord has decided to sell and invoke a two-month release clause and he's got machinery and mm. offices and got to find somewhere else but he, he kind of just takes looks at all of that and goes well it's just part of the journey you mm-hmm. know there'll be a solution out there my job is to find it now he's, he's quite mm-hmm. practical like that there's no screaming and shouting and crying and throwing toys out the pram and um, woe is me just it's another problem to solve yeah and I quite like that pragmatism I think it's it's really healthy but we did um, uh, uh, an exercise where we, we looked at his numbers and did a very simple kind of cost-benefit. And he's got, I think, I, I'm trying to do this without sort of sharing the exact numbers, but approximately 18%, I think, of his revenue comes from one product line. Mm-hmm. But it takes up fifty percent of his overheads. Okay. So we had the conversation, dug a little deeper, checked the numbers, mm-hmm. and realised that if we, if he just stopped delivering that product, he would save pretty much it was about forty three, forty two percent on overheads, and he'd be more profitable even though his overall revenue would drop by that 18%. Wow. The other thing that it would do is as part of the overheads piece, 
it takes up about two days a week of his time. Okay. So he's going to lose 20% revenue. He's going to gain two days a week back. Which is 40% of his time. Which is 40% of his time. And he's going to save 40% on Reverts. overheads yeah. in terms of cost. The business will then be more efficient, leaner, and he'll have an opportunity to, to fill that uh, forty, you know, sorry, that that twenty percent of revenue with more of the more uh, profitable stuff. The more profitable stuff, yeah, increasing um, profit even more. But the really important thing here, which is all great from a business yeah. perspective, you look at that and you go, okay, that makes sense. His wife's about to have a baby. Mm. And as he was talking it through, he sort of, you know, well, he didn't sort of, he suddenly realised, I'm going to get two days a week back. Mm. And and the thought of having, even if he just picked one of those days, as a daddy day, if you like, mm-hmm. was um, mind-blowing. Because he, he suddenly realised he's got this business that works. And he said... Even if we didn't maintain the profit margins by getting rid of that, um, getting rid of the one product, Mm -hmm. even if it meant I had to take slightly less out of the business, I'd bite your hand off Mm. for the day a week to spend with my yet-to-be child. Yeah. And it really got me thinking about success and what we define as successful. Mm. Because you're right, I think if you put that, that initial part of that story in front of most business owners, they'd go, are you mad? Why would you not find ways to make it bigger? Mm-hmm. You know, you're doing X, you know, several hundred thousand, you know, uh, why, why would you not look to take it to the next level? Yeah. Every, everything we do is about bigger, better, faster. Mm -hmm. And I had a conversation a few days ago with Kay and we were talking about this, what winning meant to her. Mm -hmm. And and I've just been playing with the the term winning at business and throwing it in front of a few people. And, And most people immediately go, well, winning means beating someone else, you know, And for me, it has very different. I did. I didn't come up with the term "winning at business" for it to be about. You know, you couldn't in brackets write "beating everybody else at business." <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, it's about. Yeah. You know, it's about being better than who I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. That that's what it, it is about. Having my business in a better shape than it was yesterday. And I think the trouble is, is that we we start at school by doing exams, and these exams are all peer weighted and they're all that even at five years old we're basically told you know you got this grade because you were better than everybody else Mm. and that continues all the way through you go for job interviews and you get them because you are better than other people not because you're necessarily the right person but because you're the message is that you are better than everybody else that applied yeah um you get the promotion because you're better than everybody else. And 
I think the trouble with that is, is yes, we're intrinsically very competitive. But I think the, the trouble with it is, is it creates um, this culture, if you like, where we're always looking to beat other people around us to be able to label ourselves as successful. Mm -hmm. Success is coming at the expense of other people's failures. Yeah, and I think it also makes people compare themselves to other people, but they're not you and you're not them. Constantly. All the time. And it's, it's, you know, I came on this week and I I didn't really know where this was going to go, but I just, I thought that having a conversation around what success means to you or to one might help people listening articulate for themselves what they mean when they think about success, when they use the word success, when they think about winning mm. at business, winning at life, whatever you want to call it. What does actually that actually mean? Um, you know, my business is ticking along very nicely, thank you. We really enjoy it. I don't want too much more work. I want to work with more clients. I want, want not need, mm-hmm. want to work with more clients. But I don't want it to impact my ability to play golf. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to suddenly mean I've got to start waking up at six rather than seven. I don't want it to mean that I've then got to start working weekends again. Yeah. I don't want it to mean that I can't go on holiday and not be stressed about that because I'm going to come back to 150 emails. So... I have to. I work really hard at keeping my definition of success front of mind mm. as I build the business all the time, rather than looking at what society or the wider world tells me successful is, um, or being influenced by influencers who have hired a Lamborghini by the hour to stand yeah. in front of it and go, "Hey, look at me!" Does, you know, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Kind of so, and I know you and I have had conversations about this before, but it might be helpful, for instance, what, what does success mean to you? Mm. So it's quite hard, actually, and I think on the surface of it, you think that's quite an easy question, and I'm, I, I reckon a lot of people here will go, oh, well, I know what it, that is. It's more money, it's more this, it's more that. But actually, when you actually start to sit and really dig deep in yourself and think well what does success really mean to me um or or what does it not mean because that's also the other half of the question isn't it and and you said that very eloquently of you don't want your business to impact on your ability to play golf or go on holiday whatever um and it this is quite similar to me for me as setting goals because we talked uh, quite a few weeks ago now but uh, we talked about working out what your priorities were and what was important to you. And it's for me, that's kind of the same as what, yeah. what does success so, look like? Yeah. Stuff, yeah, because success is built from what's important to you. Um, so um, I'm not money-driven. I only care that I have enough money to pay my bills. That's it. Anything else is a, is a bonus. Um, success to me, I think, means being healthy, um, which fits into my prime goal um it also means being able to take time to go on holiday 
um, spend time with friends, that kind of stuff, which is partly social and, and partly, you know, does happen at the weekends. But I choose not to work 40 hours a week because I want time to do other things, partly health stuff, partly social stuff. Um, so I think for me, those are probably my two priorities, health and and holiday slash friend time and it kind of shapes most other things that I do so even my working pattern you know because I want to go on holiday and I go to the states a lot I choose to to push most of my work into afternoons and evenings because then if I do happen to go to the states it's not impacting on my working time yeah and um, so yeah. things like that it's just it's not not working it's just it's tweaking what what's right for you I I also accept that um, some of the work that I do um, on a project management level is quite boom and bust. And so I accept that there are going to be weeks, like I've just had three solid weeks where it's been crazy busy. And I do work, you know, probably more than 40 hours a week. But then I also know that there are some um, bust weeks. It's probably the wrong mm. term, but um, weeks where there's not very much at, at all to do. And I'm just coming into a couple of weeks like that. And I don't feel guilty that I'm having a couple of lighter weeks because I know that I've just worked my socks off for the last three. And I accept that some projects for me go all or nothing, all or nothing, all or nothing. And that's just how it is. I've got others that just tick along in the background and that's okay too. Um, I like flexibility. So success for me is in part having flexibility to shape my work around my life. And my life, and I include in that health, social, holidays, etc., is my priority. And work fits in around that. And I'm very fortunate to be able to, to work in a way that, that fits that. There are some cons to that as well. You know, being self-employed means that you are responsible for your own income. You can't just rely on a wage being there at the end of the month. And sometimes you do have to accept work is, you know, crazy busy or not there at all. And that's mm. the downsides of it but for me the the pro of be of having that flexibility to shape when i work and how i work far outweighs the cons of the responsibility of bringing that work in um so that's kind of where our success for me is it, it is and it's interesting that so i guess the other question i might ask you then by those by that definition mm-hmm are you successful now? Um, it's been a real year or two of intense growth in those areas because historically I haven't prioritised me and me in every sense of the word of health-wise, you know, mental, mm. physical, emotional. And it's been a journey that I've been on for the last 18 months, two years to really focus and make that my focus and that to come first um am i successful i think i'm getting there it's taken quite a long time but i'm beginning to see that i, I catch myself putting myself first and saying like as an example um my daughter said to me um earlier last week she said can we have lunch on friday and I said, yes, but I've got something I need to do. So, And she needed to do drop her daughter at um, nursery. So we agreed to meet at 1.30. Um, and that was fine. I was okay with that. I'd shifted stuff around to make that happen. And then 
on the morning, on Friday morning, she sent me a message saying, bit awkward. And I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> bit <laughs> awkward. Um, but I've got a sudden urge to go running. Um, this is the last time that her daughter was going to be in nursery for a couple of weeks because it's Easter holidays. Um, so this was the last chance she had to go for a run. Would you mind if we do lunch at 3.30? And I, and I, historically, I would have said, okay, and I would have shifted my plans, my, my work, my world yeah. around fitting in with what she said. And I caught myself saying, that time doesn't really work for me. Do you want to take a rain check? And we'll have lunch a different day. Now, that sounds like such a small thing. But for me, that's huge because I've always moved around whatever what I need yeah. to fit what everybody else says. So success for me is noticing that I'm doing that, is noticing saying that doesn't work for me. Here's an alternative. We could do it later. I, I mean, I made a few suggestions. I said to her, I'm happy to meet you at 3, 30, 4 o'clock for a slice of cake. We can go do that. If you want to have lunch, we could do it a different day. Um, but fundamentally, the message that I was giving her, but also I was giving myself is that time doesn't work for me. I'm the important mm. one. I'm the priority. And if it doesn't work for me, it's not going to work for us. So from that, in that sense, yes, I'm beginning to see that success. And that sounds like such a simple thing, but it's been quite hard for me to actually shift. It's been a huge mental shift for me to actually um, put myself first and not other people. So the thing I find really interesting there is how you're very clear that that success is important to you and that it's a definition that you're comfortable with, mm. yet you still qualified it and tried to justify it. In what sense? By saying, I know that might seem like a very small thing. Mm. Because actually what you're saying is, I but know... But it's huge for me. Exactly. But to other people, it might be a exactly. small, insignificant thing. And, and that, because actually what you were saying is that to everyone else, that might not seem what success is. Mm. And I think that's why I asked you, because that's the nub of the challenge right there. Mm. Is success for me... Um, has to be based around your values and not based around what other people think and other people mm. impose upon you. We are conditioned to get to want, not want. We are conditioned to drive towards more, faster, bigger. And when you actually have the opportunity and challenge that and that 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 external pressure and ask yourself what's important to me mm. it's a really really difficult thing to stand up in front of your peers and the wider world and say i don't want more money because mm. i've got enough and i want these other things instead because the fear is that other people look at you and go well why do you not want more money mm. because i do and, and I think that's that's what I think is really important about this discussion is that when you're defining success, you know, we all hear of people talking about other people who are successful. Mm. And actually what people are saying is that person is better than me 
or that person is where I want to be. And they put them on a pedestal. Mm. And there is a danger that we create heroes out of the wrong people because who we're aspiring to uh, is just not possible for us. So we're on a permanent slide of failure because when you're comparing yourself to billionaires, um, and I'm not for a moment saying that anyone listening to this can't be a billionaire, um, you you need a little bit of fortune and the opportunity in the right place in the right time, mm. and you've got to do the graft. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always possible. It's always possible. What I, what I'm saying is that by by any measure, when you look at all the data and all the stats, there is a level of income beyond which people are no more happier. And it's if if anybody knows anything about you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the pyramid. Mm. Um, once you have a stable roof over your head, constant food, friends, family, socialization, more money, and, and you have the money because that's the currency we use mm-hmm. to provide those things in a, in a stable way, more money than that doesn't give you more happiness or contentment. Mm-hmm. In many cases, it makes you unhappier. Mm-hmm. So more money, fame, power, whatever it is, <clears throat> is is just because everyone says that's what success is. My question to people is the joy about being human, the second, not the secondary joy, but the, the, the side joy of running your own business and having that choice is you get to choose. Yep. So choose it for yourself, not choose it based on what, you think is important to you does that make sense yeah so so (coughs) is more money actually what anybody really wants or is or is what people are really saying that they want more money more income more success because that drives income usually um in order to afford the things that they want to do I don't think people think about it enough. Mm. I think that's part of the problem. People fall into that. Yeah, we're we're kind of on this grind, aren't we? Just, you know, work harder, you know, do whatever. I mean, even even if you look at, um, you know, billionaires, maybe not when they're at that stage, but to get to being a billionaire, whether you're Steve Jobs or... or, um, I forgot his name, the guy who does... Bill Gates... um, they worked bloody hard and sacrificed things to earn that money. And I wonder now whether, you know, they look back and, you know, there's the, the old phrase of nobody sits on their, or lays on their deathbed going, I wish I worked more. I wish I spent more time at work. They all go, I wish I spent more time with family. And I wonder how many people who are, who have put in, you know, a lot of hours to get, the societal definition of success of you know earning this much money or whatever actually go i wish i'd been able to have a bit less money and more time with my kids or more time with my family or more time with my friends and hey if you can do all of those things yeah great great but usually it's a balance yeah it's or you get you get those things and you get them at the end afterwards Mm. and, and you've sacrificed a lot on the way um, and, I, and I, you know, I'm going to put a word of caution in here. I'm not 
dismissing anybody's um, desire for more. Mm. I'm challenging where that desire is coming from mm-hmm. and, and, and who's Is it dictating. important to you because it's important to you or is it important to you because that's what society tells you you need to have in order to be deemed successful? It's important to me because I've watched too many people burn themselves out, make themselves unhappy, become mentally ill because they're chasing other people's dreams. Mm because they're working towards other people's definitions of success, um, because they're creating goals that are not of their own making, but, mm. but, but appear based, or because they didn't have stuff as kids, so therefore they must have stuff as adults, etc. Yeah. Rather than being very honest with themselves and having the conversations about, well, what what does... What does success actually mean for me? Mm. Not I see success on Instagram or I see read success in a book and I want that because I can't think of anything else. And when I have that, everybody will love me or I'll love myself. Mm. <laughs> um, but to actually go, well, if I could design my own life and I had no influence over designing that life, what would it look? There was a, there was a sort of fantastic article a couple of months ago about this guy who has basic. He was um, a trader in in the states, really successful. Got fed up with it all. Suddenly, just found himself in this loop of taking drugs, working really hard, drinking too much, on his second wife, didn't speak to his kids, but was. All, everyone around me went, hey, man, you're really successful because you you, you, you got a mattress that's, you know, and a duvet that's stuffed with banknotes because, you, mm. you know, you've got so much money you don't know what to do with it. You're really successful, well done you. Mm. You must be so happy. <laughs> and he wasn't, so he just took himself off the grid. And he lives on an island by himself. He has a boat with supplies come and visit him once a fortnight He's given away all his money, other than enough that he's worked out to pay for those supplies once a fortnight. He's built his own log cabin. He fishes um, for his own food. And that's it. Mm. He goes to bed when it's dark. He wakes up when it's light. And he spends his day thinking and reading. And he's got no Wi-Fi, no TV. And and that's his choice. Mm. And he's like, I'm happier than I've ever been. Yeah, I'm not suggesting that we all do that. No, <laughs> but, but but the point is, he has been brave enough, and this is the point. I don't want people listening to this with that picture going, "Oh, well, he's crazy." The point is, he's been brave enough to say to the rest of society, "I don't care what you think. Mm. I'm taking your definition of success, and I'm ignoring it, mm. and I'm enabling my own." Yeah. And by the way, he hasn't bought this island. You know, he, he's he's living on someone else's land. He's pretty much squatting, kind of thing. <laughs> so he's not even used the wealth he's accrued mm. to enable the choices mm. that he's now making. Um, and I just, I just, I just find it interesting that, um, and I, you know, I don't even know if he's saying he's happiest he's ever been because he's actually miserable, but he can't back down now <laughs> because he'll lose pace, kind of thing. But I suspect he is. Um, 
but I just, I just, you know, coming back to this client, you know, he, he, he's was on a path. He's about to have his first child, or his wife is. Well, that would be a miracle. Um, <laughs> and he, he suddenly realised that he is successful, mm. and he doesn't need more of this success. Yeah. Success to him now is about spending time with that child, mm. and I'm always, you know, minded of the. I think it's Stephen Covey who talks about, you know, visiting your own funeral in your head and one by one people coming up and saying stuff about you mm. and just asking yourself this question, which is, well, if your business partner, one of your children, parent, sibling, best friend, guy you went to uni with, whatever, but, you know, a dozen people, the key people in your life from the different areas of your life, you know, doubles partner, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, and one by one, they gave a talk. What would you want them to say? Mm. And I, I I don't, for me, it certainly isn't, Ash had an amazing trainer collection. Or his watches were incredible. I'd much, much more be, I'd much, much more be interested in what they said about the impact mm. that I had on them. Not the stuff that I'd accrued. And I guess I put money in the same box as stuff. Because yep. in order to accrue stuff, you need money to do it. Yeah. I like money. I like having money to spend. I like <clears throat> doing nice things. And I think that's one of the things for me that success brings me is the ability and the choice to have new experiences and visit different places sure. and to look after people that are less able or in different, more challenging circumstances. And, um, you know, we, we spoke about being, being mugged several weeks ago mm. by, by that guy. And I still think about it. And I'm, I'm just so happy that it just was not stressful, me forking out 100 quid t towards mm. this program because it's just neither here or there mm. and there have been times in my life all of that would have made the difference between a month's food yeah and not so success yes it's bound up in the money but actually it's the choices i get to make with that giving that money away makes me just as much gives me just as much joy and happiness as making it mm. or spending it on a nice meal mm. so there's a lot said about how actually giving it away gives you more joy than earning it or spending it on yourself because you get to see the impact that it has on yeah. other people. Yeah, I think that's really true. Deep Interesting. One. Yeah. yeah, very deep. <laughs> yeah, didn't where that would go. So what have you taken from that today? I think um, I really liked what you said about being brave because I think it's the easy thing is to get swept along with what society and other people think that you should do. The brave thing is defining that for yourself mm. and sticking to it. You know, I, I got a lot of stick when when I got divorced. Um, I moved into a small flat. I could afford a not as big a house as what I was in, but a bigger bigger than what I'm in right now. But I like the fact that I own my flat outright. That gives me mm. a sense of peace. And But society says I'm somehow less of a person because I live in a small flat. 
why why am i am i a, am i a nasty person because i live in a small flat because that's it's almost yeah. what people are saying yeah. um you know i've had a lot of stick for it and i've had to stick to my guns quite strongly to say no you know it's not necessarily about success but i want the peace that comes from knowing that i own that no matter what else happens i've got a roof over my head yeah but it's not other people's definition of what i should be doing and so it's you have to be brave and really stick to your guns to say no actually what's important to me is this and that's hard it is hard it's hard um but i do think it's important that we take time out to stop check in and just make sure that the path we're on is one that we're choosing yeah and not other people choosing for you correct yeah that's it brilliant Excellent. I'll see you next week. You will.